Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Yo, 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 yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. I am your host, the one, the only, Avery Lewis McDougall. Coming to you live from Avery Studios. Oh boy, well, that Oiler game was not exactly ideal, was it? Was it, everybody? As Edmonton falls tonight, 5-2, to the New Jersey Devils, who have now won 13 straight. 13 straight games for the Devils. And they are now four more wins away from tying the NHL record of 17 straight wins set by the Pittsburgh Penguins. 13 wins in a row, my goodness. And number 13 comes to the expense of the Edmonton Oilers in a game in which it wasn't... Uh, it was an okay game, but New Jersey was that much better. But before I continue, a word from my advertisement, a word from Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's the World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all what sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus and please play responsibly. All right. Edmonton Falls 5-2 in a game in which, once again, surprise, 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 tell the masses, tell your granny, tell your grandpa, tell his grandpa, the Oilers fell behind early. Hmm. Like, that's... It's a common theme. It has been... I keep saying, whenever I'm on Game Over, it's something that we discuss way too often. I don't know what it is. Whenever I'm hosting Game Over, Edmonton falls behind early. Edmonton gives up the first goal of the game. I don't know what it is. I'm like the first goal of the game magnet from the opposing hockey club. It's weird. It always happens or it happens quite a bit. And against a team like New Jersey, you can't do that. You cannot sacrifice the first goal of the game against a team that is rolling so good. And doing so many good things right now. Yes, Jesper Bratt got the first goal of the game for Edmonton. I'm sorry, New Jersey. He'd be great. He'd be a great Oiler. He got things going for New Jersey um, early on. So, I mean, and this is a New Jersey Devils team in which they keep coming at you in waves. They keep coming at you. They keep pounding you. They keep coming at you. This is not your daddy's devil anymore. This isn't the New Jersey Devils team that 15, 20 years ago would bore you by playing the trap and grind you down and beat you in a very generic and very boring 2-1 game. No, this is a New Jersey Devils team that's high-flying. They're fun to watch. Now, if you make a mistake, they will make you pay. And, hey, it's worked so far. And it's funny because this year it's worked. And it's funny because we saw it. We all knew it. Earlier in this year... The people wanted Lindy Ruff gone. Two games into the year. What were we seeing? Devil fans chanting, fire Ruff, fire Ruff. 
and now Lindy Ruff is out here looking like it. The man might win the Jack Adams. Lindy Ruff might be a Jack Adams winning coach without Devils. Funny how things change when you win 13 in a row. <laughs> Funny how things change. And I got to say, um, hopefully, I just do want to say hopefully Jack Campbell isn't hurt too badly. We know he took that puck to the eye or near the eye area, which um, invoked the need for the emergency um, backup goaltender behind Stuart Skinner. That was a very scary situation. Uh, anytime a puck hits somebody on the bench and it's clear that person hurt, that's not good at all. And I just, I feel bad for Jack Campbell because this man cannot catch a break right now in any way, shape, or form. We know how he struggled to start this season and to start his tenure as Emerson Oiler. And then we're sitting on the bench. Bang. Catch a puck right in the face. Like, what more can go wrong? What more can go wrong? Knocks out of, uh, out of a game even though you're on the bench. Like, that is just horrible luck for a goaltender to see Jack Campbell take that puck right in the face. Hopefully it's not too bad, but wow. You know what? No, the Oilers aren't terrible, but this is just... This was just not a game in which Edmonton looked... I don't want to see if they looked ready, but they were a step behind New Jersey for almost all of this game. I do want to give credit, though, to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He was one of the few Oilers you could see had a really good game, and Nugent's been a guy who all year long has put himself into being a point-per-game guy for Edmonton this year. He's been a solid um, solid forward on that. On, uh, he's been a solid uh, forward for Edmonton, playing second-line minutes. So I've liked what Nugent Hopkins has done uh, so far this year. He's made a consistent force. And again, the power play activated once again. Edmonton did strike on the power play. That's something that we know was going to have a... a sorry, the camera shaking. Give me one second. <laughs> That is something that we know Edmonton was going to um, have do work well for themselves again. But again, it can't just be the power play. It can't just be the power play, power play, power play. Yeah, I see Hater Inconsistent. Again, Edmonton is once again running hot and cold. Running hot and cold. And I know it's a Pacific division. I know in the Pacific, it's very volatile. Anything can change. That's why I've said for a long time. This is the most fun and interesting division to watch in hockey. Because one minute, you might have Edmonton on top. Next minute, you could have Vegas on top. You could have Calgary on top. But right now, it's Vegas rolling steady. And below it, the pure volatility. But eventually, Edmonton, something's going to happen. Something is going to happen. And Dennis, <laughs> Dennis in the chat, soup's cold. Oh, jeez. Oh, unless Kevin Gaspacho, you don't want cold soup. But that is just tough right now to see how Edmonton is having a tough, tough time. As the road trip continues, Edmonton will be um, going into New York, uh, play Islanders, and then the Rangers. And these are two games in which you have to get points out of. Edmonton has to find a way to get points out of. They can't go into Long Island, or yeah, they can't go into Long Island. And they can't go into MSG and get out of there with zero points. They really can't. They got to find a way to pick up these points and get back on track again. Because we saw, like, it's tough seeing this game after a hard-fought game against Vegas at home. The last game, which was a gritty, challenging win. Seeing that game against Vegas, which was, oh, 
magnifique. And then you come back and you have trouble. And my biggest point is that how are you not coming out of the gate hot against New Jersey after that win against Vegas? Carrying, carrying games over for Edmonton as of late, they're not carrying over wins. They're not carrying over lessons they learned from prior games into what they could take tonight. And again, uh, Max right there. Yeah, Edmonton again. Edmonton the team. We've said it before. Again, Edmonton relying once again too much on the top six group. You need more from the bottom scoring. You need those depth guys step up a little bit more. But not a good, not a not a great, an okay effort. But today against New Jersey, okay wouldn't be good enough. Okay against the Devils is not good enough. You need a great outing. You can't just be okay against a team that's won 12 games in a row. That's not going to get enough for you. That really isn't. But wow. New Jersey rolling 13 wins in a row. I don't think many people had... I think people had New Jersey taking um, a step, kind of, sort of. I don't think anybody saw them being a 13-win-in-a-row team on top of the division, kind of a hockey club right now. That is a heck of a run Devils are on. And, you know, it would be fun to see New Jersey in a cup final. This team, this Devils team, in a cup final. And they can sustain it. I'm sure eventually they'll drop off a little bit. I don't think they'll fall off too much. But wow. Wouldn't that be a fun team to come out of the Eastern Conference? If New Jersey were to find a way to keep this level of success to an extent. I know it's going to be tough for a younger team in games 50, 60, 70, but New Jersey in a cup final? Oh boy. That'd be some fun hockey to watch. Of course, if you like Game Over, please um, like, in the, like like the episodes, share, share our content, subscribe to the SDPN channel. That helps all of our streams from Vancouver, Edmonton, Ottawa, Calgary, Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto. Share the content. You like it? Share, subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your frenemies. That is, it helps us all. As I go through the comments here, I see what's going on here more. And yes, oh, thank you, Dennis. Yes. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, follow Dennis and Zach as well on social media. Follow guys on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Avery at AVRY. I think, um, yes, in the game against the Islanders, I believe against the Islanders, it will be. My myself and Dennis will be on the next show talking about the Oilers and the Islanders. That is some stranger. <laughs> Devils Kraken Cup final. Hey Seattle, I I think Seattle too. I think the Kraken are gonna be a playoff team with well Western Conference. That is a much better team than last year. Last year we saw the expansion drafts. I don't know what in the world they were doing with Seattle. That was just not a good team construction, of course. Uh, Phil Grubauer um, struggled hard in Seattle last year. Chris Drieger missed the Chris Drieger uh, isn't playing, but wow. Last year in Seattle, that was a team in which they I thought they were going to do a little bit better, but no, 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 no. Last year's not good for Seattle at all, but I like Seattle. I think I like Seattle being in the thick, in the thick of things now in the Pacific. Jordan Eberle. Jordan Eberle, the homeboy, the former. You don't remember Jordan Eberle and the whole exploits of the Oiler? He's now leading the Kraken in scoring. 
Good for him. Good for him. Love seeing Jordan Eberle thrive and live his best life in Seattle. It's fun to watch. It is very fun to watch. I see Max. Max talking. Max Pednoff. The Thomas Tatar goal made me get off my feet. Yo, the Thomas Tatar goal. The Thomas Tatar goal. Oh, wow. The way he knocked that puck out of midair to beat Stuart Skinner. That's tough. You got to tip your hat. Yeah, you got to tip your hat to a guy who can knock a puck out of midair and finish and beat a goaltender. That is high-level skill. That is very tough to do. Well done. My, oh, my, oh, my. And again, it was a tough night for Stuart Skinner. Um, and defensively, and defensively again, the Blue Liners had to be better again. This was not the best showing for Tyson Berry or Donnell Nurse in front of Stuart Skinner and Stuart again. I'm sure there I'm sure there are a few shots Stuart wishes he had back. I'm sure there are a few chances Stuart wishes and he knows he had to make a better effort on. So this wasn't the best game defensively for the Orioles as well. I mean, how could it be when you allow five goals to New Jersey? But this is a game you gotta shake off. You gotta find a way to um to rebound and get back at it again against New York. And which team do you see Edmonton making and playing the first round? Uh, Hater, Edmonton in the first round, they'll make it. I do think Edmonton will make it. But I'm going to say right now, the stands right now, I'm going to say first round Edmonton-Vegas. I think that would be the matchup with Edmonton with uh, Vegas, top division, Edmonton coming in as a wild card as it stands right now. That's probably how it will end unless something's changed. But I'm going to go Edmonton-Vegas first round. And I think that could be a potential six or seven game series. We saw already how they're going to have, they're going to play tight games all year long. Edmonton and Vegas are going to be teams that will play tight games. Um, I don't see those games being blowouts any in any game in that series. But it'll be fun to see McDavid against Eichel. If you're a TNT, if you're a TNT or you're ESPN, you're probably salving over that. But again, strange, yeah. <laughs> no one is blue line. <laughs> That's the problem. I, I I always say, I've said for a very long time, Edmonton can outscore their problems on the blue line. This year, I don't know. I don't know if they can right now this year, unless something changes. Because McDavid and company have found ways to overcome deficiencies on the back end. They did it last year. They did it the year before, but it looks like it's catching up to them now. And it's unfortunate because too many times you are seeing Edmonton Oilers, defensemen, and it doesn't matter who it is for the most part, cut out of position. That is, it can't happen. And you're seeing these guys leaving Skinner out to dry, Jack Campbell out to dry. And in these tougher games, you cannot do that. You truly can't. And we saw, um, yeah, New Jersey. You know, this is a great game. No, New Jersey got some solid goaltending tonight. The Devils had a great effort in, in net tonight. Radchek had an awesome game for them tonight in net. And New Jersey, you got to put some more love on um, on Vitek Radchek's goaltending performance. He is someone who deserves way more credit in New Jersey for what he's done in between the pipes there. So, yeah, Devils got to watch out for them. In the Eastern Conference, but 
Dennis Vegas Empton four times a year. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be must watch TV. It's going to be must watch uh, TV. Yeah, and again, offensively, this team is top heavy again, and it's a thing in which uh, Ken Holland has to address this team still not being that balanced. Again, we're riding this. They're 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 riding once again. McDavid and Dreisaitl, and you get you're getting yes you are getting contributions from the Zach Hyman's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, um, of course every now and again getting the Warren Fogel jumping in, but it is still it's still heavily tilted towards this team being carried by ninety seven and twenty nine, and the teams that win cups aren't aren't um, carried by just two guys. This isn't the NBA. In basketball, you can get away with that. You can do it in the NBA to an extent. Hockey, you can't do that. And we see it. The teams who win, balanced. Tampa, Colorado, balanced offensive scoring attacks. And New Jersey, great example of a team that's found a way to win. Look at New Jersey. Lines one, two, three, four. They can all burn you. New Jersey, from top to bottom, find ways to burn you. That's a team I like watching. That's a team that will have a good playoff run. It isn't all just a Jesper Bratt or or a Thomas Attar. It, it isn't just a two-man or three-man crew down in New, New Jersey. And it's rive on having a healthy scoring attack from all fronts. Edmonton doesn't do that. Edmonton still has struggled at doing that effectively. And heaven forbid, we've seen this team. We've seen this team when, heaven forbid, there's games in which McDavid doesn't play or Dry doesn't play, and the entire team is lost. The entire team is lost. That is... Yeah, and see, uh, Marcus Nima, uh, Dennis, Marcus Nima line in. He drew back into the lineup. Uh, I, I, you know, he, here's the thing, which I honestly, I notice him because I notice when he can stop entries. I notice when he can play physical. That's when I notice Nima line in. I didn't really think, I don't, I didn't really notice him that much. I didn't really notice him in terms of stopping entries or being, or being a huge game changer. And that's not a good sign. Again, He's still adapting to he's still young, he's still getting he's still adapting to the NHL game, but um, was it, I, I didn't think it was a great night for him. I didn't think it was an elite night for Marcus Malinin because I've seen I've seen better. I've seen better for Marcus Malinin as a defender. And his game is still very much a work, a work in progress. It is still very much a work in progress for um, the Oilers, But someone else who I I've been watching, paying attention to, and I wish he would get more ice time over the past few games, but he hasn't been. He's been sitting to the bench quite a bit, has been Dylan Holloway. And, you know, I've, I've sang the praise before of Dylan Holloway on, on this show, on Zone Time, on Avery Sports Show, on Hockey News, other platforms. But Dylan Holloway, over the past few games, has been getting... Limited minutes, limited minutes. He's barely playing eight minutes a night. And I think now, I I think you're going to see the hallway go back to Bakersfield for some more seasoning. It's unfortunate because preseason he showed why he deserved to be in this roster. 
And right now, he's not playing all that much. Right now, his best friend has been the bench for the most part. So, it's up to see him um, struggle. I mean, his feet, he, when he's near the net, you can tell he wants, you can, he's trying his best to get chances near the net. He's hustling. Here's the one thing. When he gets his chances, this kid busts his butt. Dylan Holloway doesn't slack off. He's not coasting. He's battling hard, as hard as he can to make scoring opportunities happen. You got to give Dylan Holloway that much credit. When called upon, he's making the most of his chances, but still, one point, no goals. That's going to, if you're Jay Woodcroft, I can see Jay saying, eh, he's not doing much as I want him to do, even though Woodcroft is a fan of his game. So I think Holloway might be going down the bigger field soon. Um, depends when, but I still think there's a future for Holloway on this Oilers roster. If he does go down soon, I want to see him back up um, quickly because I know he goes to Bakersfield. He's going to he's going to get a scoring touch back in Bakersfield and come back up. So might need some more seasoning down in the AHL, but he's someone who I really really want to see put it all together at the NHL level to really help out the scoring. To really round out this team scoring wise, they need someone like Holloway. I see. Um, last year, you know, it's weird. What I, I don't know what's going on with um with last year because last year this year we saw the praise for Jay Woodcroft and his system, which a lot of guys liked. We saw the press conferences. We saw Derek Ryan. Discuss how Jay Woodcroft's systems, when you understand them, we're buying in now. The deployment of 11 forwards and 17 men worked effectively. But now, what worked last year really isn't, is really stagnating this year. You're not seeing the results of last year. It's unfortunate. I don't, I don't think guys have tuned him out. I don't think guys have tuned on Jay Woodcroft. I really don't. I think guys still like him because... Being in the in the post game uh, scrums last year, you could tell that they were to an extent tuning out Tippett. You could tell Tippett took it as far as he could go. I don't think that's kids with Woodcroft, but it is concerning to see how what worked last year really isn't happening now. It truly isn't. But yeah, Ryan McLeod was someone. Yeah, Ryan McLeod. He's spent more time makers field and. Now he's a permanent part of his roster. And even Ryan McLeod. Ryan McLeod got near the net. He was active today. And he's made the most of his chance here at Edmonton after being recalled from Bakersfield. Ryan McLeod is someone who I, again, almost forgot. He played against his brother Michael today. Mike, uh, Ryan had his chances today um, for Edmonton. So, yeah, Jay Woodcroft. It's been a very, very weird um, start to the season in his first full year. As a head coach, but I, I saw people again. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Does this team does this team need to move on from Jay Woodcroft? Of course not, absolutely not. But something's gone wrong in which what he and what his, his system that he brought from Bakersfield, him and Dave Manson that worked last year, have hit a big rough patch this year. Now, granted, we're not even we're not at American Thanksgiving yet. Uh, when you get to American Thanksgiving. That is when everybody takes a look at the, at the standings and sees who's a contender and who's a pretender. Edmonton has a couple of more games to go before we hit that mark 
to truly assess where this team is going and where they're going to be come uh, December, January, February. But on the back end, something has to be corrected, either via a trade or a call-up. I saw a comment there. Maybe this team needs to bring up back, bring back up Philip Broberg. I mean, at this point, it could hurt. At this point, it could hurt to put Broberg back in the lineup so he can do with some more time down in the AHL. Because as it is, you can't go much longer right now what you have in terms of your top six D-man because something has to change and somebody has come out. Someone has to sit for a little bit or someone's minute, or someone's minute sorry, has to be reduced. Somewhere along the lines, you've got to fix something because right now it's not effective or it's effective for a short period of time. This team is not built for success in the long term as it stands, which it feels like Groundhog Day. Saying it again, Oilers right now are not built for long-term success. It's Groundhog Day. It really is. And Corey, how many more coaches will this team go through before we discover personnel is a problem? Thank you, Corey. Yes. That I I'm not putting this on I'm not putting this on Jay Woodcroft. I really am not. I really, really, really am not. This goes above Jay. At this point, this is on building a roster. This is on Ken Holland building a roster and developing a team that is good enough to win a Stanley Cup or get to a Cup Final. This goes down to, yeah, player personnel. This is the GM, scouting staff, other parts of the Oilers in which you have not built a team right now that's consistent you're not building a team right now that can be relied upon game in, game out to get wins when it matters. It sounds harsh, but am I lying? Am I, if I'm lying, let me know. If I'm lying in the comments, let me know and call me out. Because it, I just don't see right now this team, right now this team is barely above 500 when they should be where Vegas is right now. They really should be. I know. I know it hurts to lose Evander Kane. He's got with the wrist injury, but what can you do? You have to adapt. You gotta you gotta figure it out. You gotta figure out it's next it's next man up. It is next man up. But also too, again, this was a team that was built very top heavy. The top heavy club. And anybody can tell you, a major star goes down on this roster. And things don't look very good. It's unfortunate. Handshake line. McDavid will play for his childhood team eventually. Nah. I the idea of McDavid leaving, I I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening via free agency or a trade. Connor McDavid is the kind of guy in which he wants to finish a job where he started. Like, he's the kind of guy where he is not leaving a job until he accomplishes the end goal. Of course, the end goal being winning a Stanley Cup in Edmonton. And again, if you were to try and trade McDavid, okay, what's coming back then? What pieces are coming back? That con... Not many teams can take on that contract. And you're going to give a lot back to Edmonton in a trade. If they were there. Now, do I think it's realistic? No. I really don't. Like, a, you, know, you got to give back a lot to the Oilers 
for any trade of McDavid a lot back. I'm talking roster players. But I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. McDavid's here for the long haul. He's going to be here until his team can win a cup. Some people might say I'm stubborn. I think that's just him saying, hey, I'm not going to leave this job incomplete here in Edmonton. And it may take, and unfortunately, it's taking longer than scheduled. And of course, people don't want to wait until year eight, year nine, year 10, and nor should they. This team should have already made a cup final. This team should have, this team should have already made a Western Conference final before last year. They should have made a couple, they should have made several playoff appearances before um, 2019 or 2017. It should have happened before. The timeline has been so hit and miss with McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's a timeline that you didn't see with teams in Chicago or Pittsburgh or Tampa with their stars. It's been always two steps, a step forward, a step backwards. Two steps forward, one step backwards. So, But we'll see. We will definitely, definitely see. Again, hey, it all depends. Like, it, it depends who can afford him. When right now, no one else can afford that deal but Edmonton right now. No one else can afford Connor McDavid. And it is what it is. Him and Leon will remain in this market for a long time to come. But they'll figure it out, though. They're the team that will figure it out. But will it be under the regime of Ken Holland? I don't know. Maybe not. we got to wait and find out. But anyway, <laughs> in a couple of days' time, we'll be back here again with Game Over. Myself and Dennis talking about the Edmonton Oilers game against the Islanders, against Long Island. And then on the weekend, it's Edmonton and the Rangers, a matinee game again. Anyways, that's it. I'm out of here. We are done. Like I said before, like, subscribe, and comment to the SDPN YouTube channel if you like the content. Tell your friends, tell your foes. We do a lot of great stuff here. All the hosts here on SDPN are amazing people who pump out some fun content on these Game Over shows. Anyways. My name is Avery, and I am gone. Talk to you folks next time. Peace! Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.